This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We are back with another episode of the Oak Road Hatter podcast, and here's what's coming up today. We look back to an entertaining affair at the Hawthorns as we fall to a 3-2 defeat against West Brom. We also look back to Tuesday's 1-0 victory away at Barnsley as we continue our impressive record in Yorkshire. We finish tonight by setting our sights on Saturday's game against Birmingham City. And joining me today, we have Stephen Day and Jamie Castle. How are you both? Not too bad. Yeah, I'm good myself. Yeah, yeah, not too bad at all. I mean, who doesn't like a 1-0 win up in Yorkshire? I mean, we've grown accustomed to it in the last couple of years. And we'll start with the West Brom game, Jamie. As you were there, what was the atmosphere like? Because it seemed electric from the videos I've seen. Yeah, I mean, first things first, forget forget the performance to, to start with, but the atmosphere was, was amazing. Um First away day in in Ghana's how many days? I think it's five and something odd days. Um, and and normally a first five minutes own goal tends to quieten the away end, and and obviously it, it did for a little bit, but it, it it was great for the vast majority of the game. And those last twenty minutes, to be fair, I, I don't don't remember an away end like it. It was it was electric. Scored the first and. Normally you'd think, oh, you, you got one back. It's like just just a consolation goal, but the, the fans pro- properly thought that there was something here. And then, then Pelly's second, it was yeah, it erupted, and and the last 10, 15 minutes was was, was all up. Um, the, the home fans were quiet, so no, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was quite strange because last night, um, after the Cal Smith goal, I remember seeing it, and then last night it seemed like an exact carbon copy was scored with, um, I think it was Jack Absolutely. Robinson, Sheffield United heading it past his keeper. So very weird to see a quick succession. But Stephen, we started with quite an attacking lineup. We named the same team as we did against Peterborough. In hindsight, do you think that was a bit too attacking for a team like West Brom? Um, 
I you can't really say that this this time of the season. Like obviously we know that they're going to be a good team coming down from the Premier League and with um, Ishmael in charge. But I I don't think there's really a way to be too attacking or too defensive at this point of the season. You know, three three league matches in, we're pretty much going to set up however Nathan Jones feels feels you know suits and. Yeah, so I don't think it was wrong or too attacky. I just think, you know, he's probably looking at it in hindsight and thinking, okay, I can learn from this. Well, not in hindsight, but yeah, he's like looking at that and we're going to learn from this. And I I assume that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's fair enough. And and Jamie, everyone was saying before about not conceding early. Please don't concede in the first 15, 20 minutes and we've got every chance of going on and maybe getting something out of the game. So how disappointing was it to concede after just five minutes? Yeah, of course, it, it was it, it was very disappointing, and I, I guess I agree with Stephen. It's it, it's hindsight to say that, that that the lineup was too attacking. Um, if if Cal doesn't nod it into his own net, then who knows what happens? And I, I, I guess I, I got slated a bit in the first half because I tweeted out something along the lines of uh, two set piece goals. That's it. We've we've not been outplayed, and 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 we we weren't outplayed. I, I, I agree, we were out fought, we were out muscled, but. That that is that is a so-called valuable. They, they they get the ball in midfield. They 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 get that second ball. They, they lump it forward and, and they rely on their front three, which that that front three is is a lot to be um, sort of yeah. It's it, it, it's a it's a, a really good forward three. Um, so yeah, who knows if if Cal doesn't nod that in, it could be a different game. Um, but I don't think by any means we were outplayed as such. I can't remember them really having a a clear-cut chance that they created themselves. I think we, we were the victim of our own downfall, really. Um, so, yeah, it was it was annoying to go down um, in the first five minutes. But, yeah, like, like Stephen said, we've, we've just got to learn from it. Yes, in the game as well, you could probably say that all five goals were quite disappointing to concede. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And Stephen, we didn't really react to the first goal as we sort of could have hoped for. I know Jamie says there that it wasn't the fact that we were outplayed more, that we were outpowered and outmuscled, which is typically what happens when you visit an Ishmael side. So with the, the second goal and then the third goal as well, um, where was your head at when you seen that come in? Were you sort of at a place where, okay, this could be five or six, or were you thinking we need to start playing now? We can get back into this and, well, eventually what actually happens. I mean, I will say that I was on holiday in Scotland and I was out drinking. So uh when I when I saw it, I was like, I just looked at my phone and I thought, oh for God's sake, Luton, like not this again. There's not not really much you can do. I just thought, you know, why why are Luton doing this now? But you know, I got excited when the two goals came back and uh I got back to where we were staying and listened to the end of the game and I was proper excited and you know, I really thought we were going to get a, a point from it but you know it wasn't to be and we'll learn from it. Yeah, it was 16 minutes added on as well which gave us that sort of, not I won't say false hope but it gave us more hope than, than we probably should have had because West Brom obviously a, a brilliant side and they'll surely they've got to be in the top two after watching uh, sort of events unfold in the last three games and Stephen and Gail come back to you with this because we got ourselves back into the game 
HC7, as we should call him now, because he's turning into a bit of a clinical finisher. But how good is it to see him confident in front of goal with two goals already? I think I was saying before, if he starts scoring goals, he's going to be a brilliant player, um, like scoring more goals anyway. If he can get his shooting boost back on, and he has. And it's it's so it's so nice to see because I think last season we just saw quite an unconfident Harry Cornick and I think that that goal um, in the last game of the season, I think it was, um, probably did him some confidence and gave him some confidence. And now we're seeing it. He's probably gone into pre-season thinking, you know, I can have a good season here. And he's, he started with the right mindset, with the right right attitude, and he's got the goals. And I bloody hope he can get double digits this season. Well, Jamie, do you think that's possible? Do you think that Harry Cornick can get double digits? Because he does seem... I know it were three games in, but especially with how how he took that opportunity, he looks a lot more composed in front of a goal. Yeah, absolutely. I think last year the the soul, well not soul, but the biggest issue with Cornet last year was confidence. Um, I think it gets to a point in the season where if it's October, November, and you've not scored as uh, as a forward, you, you sort of think when's it going to come. And I think um, I think it was after the posh game. Um, Luton Analytics put out a, a little graph comparing Cornick seasons with, with regards to shot uh, an next year of the shot, and it was clear to see that the actual quality of the chances that that, that, that he was that he was getting was was consistent with with the, the first year in the championship. So like that, which was his highest scoring season. But the, but the issue was that he just wasn't taking he he wasn't doing as as many shots, and I think that that shows the lack of confidence because. If you've not scored, you start to think, well, I'm not going to score here. So, so where's that pass when maybe that there probably were three or four times last season where he, he should have got shot and, and he probably would have scored. Um, so I think that now he's scored twice. It's so early on. I think he's got the confidence to, to definitely get, get 10 for sure. And then Tuesday night was, we can say better. I know Saturday did seem good at the end, but the, the contest at Oakwell was good for the 90 minutes, we should say. But we named five changes for the visit. We uh, gave Luton league debuts, well, full league debuts to Lansbury and Jerome. Kioso was handed his first championship start. Musquay came in. Lockyer returned. Is it Was it just a day, Stephen, that Jones just got it all right? I mean, this is the point with saying um, he's learned from, you know, he's going to learn from things. Um he did get it all right, definitely. But I don't think it was just, you know, a one-off, really. I think he, like, he probably looked at that fixture and thought, if we go for it against them, like if we if we attack, if we attack them on when they've got the ball, if we chase every ball down, we've got a good chance of beating it, beating them at their own game from last season, really. And um, we did it, and it was spot on, really. I think could have been a bit more clinical, Um Obviously, it was a brilliant performance and brilliant goal as well from Bell. But I did think some some of the chances we had, we sort of looked a little bit complacent. And, you know, something that I hope can be rectified later on in the season or, you know, soon enough, um, especially in away games, because 1-0 wins away from home are good. They're brilliant. But if you're not clinical, like we weren't last season really, all the time anyway, we'll you know, we'll have trouble. And yeah, I, I just think 
we need to make sure that we're not, you know, when Jerome went through on goal, obviously there was just a bit of a dodgy touch and that's what let him down. Um, some of the other chances in front of goal just didn't look like they were like needed to score. They sort of felt like, oh, if I have a pot here or, if, you know, if I, you know, get through on goal and I'll be able to score, they sort of thought about it too easy. That's what I, that's my point of view anyway. And, um, but yeah, I thought it was, you know, all round just a brilliant performance. Yeah, it would have been, would have been brilliant to go to. Jamie, just a word on Henry Lansbury. He came in. I thought he struggled a little bit against Stevenage the other the other evening. But how good was he on Tuesday night? Yeah, he showed exactly why Nathan brought him in. Um, I think as, as good as, as Campbell and 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 Papelli, in my opinion, have been so far in the season, Lansbury was just different class. Um, I tweeted that he was a bit of an animal in his field and he was he was exactly that. Um just won everything. Um and, and not only that, I think just what he did on the ball as well went under the radar. I mean, he, he, the quick thinking for the ball to, to Eli for the for the uh, for the goal was was incredible. Um, so absolutely, he's the sort of player that that will need a lot this season in those sort of tight away games. Um, so yeah, great, great signing and and I'm midfield, especially if we do add one more, is looking looking very strong now. I think a good way to describe him from from Barnsley game is he's he's going to be a good shit house this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah definitely. you can see that. Definitely can see that. And he's also got that composure as well. He's also got that. He's got that tenacious side into him where he'll win stuff. He'll battle, and he's sort of, as you say, is a bit of a shit house. But at the same time, he's so composed on the ball. He's not a player that will completely lose his head if some if someone sort of person a bad tackle or something or, or starts trying to wind him up he's someone that probably can keep his head because he's got that experience and he can sort of turn that into sort of composure and, and use his technical ability to do the talking Lansbury wrote Harding yeah. coming on uh, Saturday yeah yeah put your money on it it's gonna happen now I was just sorry, I was just gonna say I thought his performance it, it was a sort of performance that made everyone around him play better so I, I think Paddy got a lot of stick against West Brom on Saturday, but I thought I thought last night he was, he was fantastic, and I think part of that you got to put down to in down to Lansbury. I think his presence on the pitch brought everyone up, up just he brought everyone up up that gear. So no, brilliant. Yeah, definitely. And I'd I'd go on to ask Dylan this usually because it's about the admiral, and we know how much he loves him. But Stephen, I'll come to you about. Admiral Musquay and how he performed on Tuesday night. I personally thought he had a brilliant game and offers something completely different. Yeah, I I couldn't believe what I was watching, really. Like I remember Peterborough game, I, I was thinking, this boy looks good. And then Barnsley on Tuesday night, I <clears throat> I was I just couldn't stop just wanting him to be on the but like I just well <laughs> he's he just looks phenomenal. But I should have trusted um, Dylan with it. And I, you know, I, I didn't really doubt him, but at the same time, I didn't really expect him to be that good. And I hope it's not a one-off the Barnsley game with, with his performance because he was, he, you know, was he playing behind the strikers? Yeah, he was playing yeah, the yeah. number 10 role. Yeah, yeah. He, but he, he sort of was everywhere on the pitch because sometimes after a corner, well, he, you know, everyone goes back to the corner. Like, defensively, he was sort of just everywhere. It was just brilliant. And he he can beat a man, no matter, what, you know, with pace or with skill or anything. He got round a lot of the players. He 
he was going at all of them as well when they had the ball and it just it's just something different and I you know I can't remember the last time we had a, a player that was proper quick like that and was snapping at everyone's heels and could carry the ball like he did as well and he's just I'm so excited for him now I'm so excited for it as you were saying there yeah it wasn't just his attacking performance it's how tenacious he was how relentless he works and it was an all-round really good performance and it's it's got me thinking now how didn't Wickham get playoffs last year with Musgrave <laughs> and on your dimmer in the sides how, how didn't they survive I, I don't know but <laughs> well, I, I think the way to see it is like it's he's a Nathan player he's he's athletic and this is the thing that Nathan Jones says he wants athletes in his team he doesn't want players that are a bit slow and can't really last a full game like he's, he's got a full-on athlete with um, Musquay and I don't think Wickham Wickham style really suited him long balls over the top and you know sort of sitting back style would not suit him at all the sort of game against Barnsley suited him so much because he's just quick he's got that turn of pace and it he, he just yeah he just looks brilliant and if he if he can start you know creating goals scoring goals we've got a bloody good player on our hands definitely and I'll come back to you Stephen with this one we won the game with 29.5% possession and although some people view that as if like oh you've completely you've been in luck basically to win that kind of game it was it was obviously sort of the game plan wasn't it to frustrate them to soak up their possession and then use the athleticism that we have to break and create goal scoring opportunities so how important is it that we can now win games in a different way yeah it's I mean obviously it's so important to win games no matter what um and I you know I was a little bit not not worried but you know you look at it and you're thinking oh like that that much possession it's a bit daunting but I mean, especially 30% possession as well, pretty much to us. That it, it sounds bad, but the game didn't look like that at all. You know, as I said, we were snapping at their heels. We were on on every first ball, second ball, trying to win it back. And the tackles that were going in, I think I've seen um, on Twitter today that we've made the most amount of interceptions um, in the championship this season. And I think, like, we've got more than what most teams did last season as well. I think that's what I read. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if we can keep that up, it will be a brilliant way to win games away from home. Because I don't see us being able to sort of do that sort of play at Kenilworth Road with how small the pitch is. But, you know, at the bigger, bigger game, like the, the bigger stadiums with a, you know, bigger pitch, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suit us really well to be able to play like that. And I think that just shows that notion of athleticism, it doesn't just help in an attacking sense. Having sort of that athleticism helps making those interceptions, help recovery runs, and it it is as beneficial for us going forward than it is defending, really. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's one of those things where, you, you know, you take one winger off for another and they've got just as much pace as the person you're taking off and you've got, you know, an attacking player coming on for Cameron Drone who... I mean, he looks like he's got a good amount of pace on him for 34, 35 years old. Um, but either way, like, you know, you sort of bring Harry Cornick on there, 
even if it's just, you know, to not go up front, but being able to bring a player like that on and have that pace to, you know, run back if we're defending a lead or sort of create chances from from running at the opposition if we're chasing chasing a game, it's 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 brilliant and I I'm just excited. <laughs> That's all I can say really. With how Musgrave played, with how Lance played, with how everyone's sort of started, I, I'm I'm excited. Even after the West Brom game as well, it it just feels like it's going to be a really exciting season. I think what makes it even more exciting is um, the fact that our preseason was so disjointed. Like we've had, we've, we've missed we've missed Bradley Lockyer and Burke for large parts. Uh, Nathan's saying that Lansbury isn't fully fit. Musgrave's not fully fit. So if we could play like we did on Tuesday night and and, and half the March fully fit, well, what are we going to do when 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 they are fully fit? I think yeah, absolutely, Stephen. It's it's a really exciting season. Definitely, yeah, it's definitely exciting when you think of the players we do still have to come back and and return to full fitness. And when you consider the the players that Luton put on Twitter as the nominees for the Man of the Match awards. You think it was Henry Lansbury, Amari Bell, Peter Chioso and Simon Slugo, as, as well as they all played. You could have probably put a case in for Tom Lockyer, Cameron Jerome, James Bree had a good game and, and obviously Musquay, who was who was brilliant as well. So that just shows it wasn't, it's not a team of individuals. It is a proper, proper team. And moving on to <laughs> the test, which is Birmingham away on Saturday. Jamie, we, we, they're another Home. team that are sort of viewed similar to us in the way that they've recruited well. They've sort of filled gaps that they needed to. So what do you make of how they've started? Um, good starts, was it? 1-1, one, one, drew one, lost one. Uh, um, I think they've been so solid defensively, I think, up until last uh, last night that they, they hadn't conceded. Um, and obviously did against Bournemouth, but Bournemouth are, are looking strong. Um, so I think it'd be a tight game. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly think they won't be anywhere near really well last year. I think Bayer is, is a good manager as much as we had our our sort of disagreements whilst he was at whilst he was at Charlton. I think he, I think he, he is a good, a good manager and, and will continue to to be so, um, so yeah, tough game, and I think looking on form, I think I think Saturday looks to be a tougher game than than the one after. So yeah, it, it would be a, a tight game. And Stephen, what would you do for Saturday? Do you stick to the team that started against Barnsley or, or similar to that, or do you sort of revert back to that a very attacking team that we put out against um, against Peterborough and West Brom? I think a different team to what we've played so far. Um, obviously, we know how Bowyer teams can play, and as I said, as I made the point earlier, that bigger, you know, bigger pitches will suit us for the sort of chasing the ball around and all that. Um, I don't think it would be the same sort of game on Saturday at home to Birmingham. Um, I don't really know how best set up. It's Nathan Jones's job to know how best to set up and get it right. So let's hope he does. But um, in my opinion, I think it would be quite wise to go for a solid team that can, you know, withstand withstand being frustrated and 
withstand, you know, getting getting um, attacked on the break as well. Because we don't want to commit too many bodies forward because I think Bowie is a sort of manager that likes having quite an athletic squad as well. I remember Charlton, you know, they were sort of good at frustrating teams and just good at their fitness levels as well. They never really to they never really um seem to back off in games. So it's it's one of those ones where you've got to get it spot on and you know, Birmingham are you know, they've got that name. They they are quite a big club and you've got to you've got to make sure that you can play against them, no matter who the manager is, but you've got to know what the strengths are and what the weaknesses are. And you know, that's that's what we trust Nathan Jones for. Yeah, because when we played them last year at Kenilworth Road, they really frustrated us. We played really well. One of the best I've seen us, one of the best games I've seen us play without actually picking up the win. So breaking down this side, now they've got Lee Bowyer at the helm is going to be some task. But Jamie, what kind of threats do you think that Birmingham possess now under the new manager? From what I've seen of them, so I watched them against Sheffield United, where obviously they put in a good win uh, at their place. Um, I think wing-backs are going to be a big part of their game. I know, I think Maxime Collan scored against Sheffield United, um, so I think that they're going to be a big part. Obviously, got the uh, Duke up top, um, who always seemed to score against us, um, so probably worth a 5 on that. Um and then other than that, I know that that lad from United, Chong, who they've signed, looks looks really good. Um, again, quick, athletic, but also te- but also very technical as well. So I think, yeah, overall they've got a, they've got a great squad, but in, in particular those areas for sure. And Stephen, does the Admiral start on Saturday? He's got to. After after the performance, he's got to. Uh, the performance is Barnsley. I was just thinking. With breaking down a, a frustrating team, you need someone like that that can, you know, sort of, you know, sort of playing in between the lines, and you need that sort of break of pace, turn, you know, to be able to turn a man, makes, you know, even just make runs and draw people out of their positions. That's what you need, and I think that's that's what he's going to be good at, and yeah, I think that's why he's got to start. Yeah, that's fair enough. And Jamie, are you on that same same thinking line? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, with with Fred and Clark seemingly both Clark's definitely out, but Fred seemingly out. I think yeah, for sure. I put I'd start with square on the left. Um, definitely with with Eli and Cornick. I think that that as a front three is is, is frightening. Did you say Fred's out? Is he is he out for a while? Was he? Is it, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm I'm not sure what, but it, it seems like he, so he, he wasn't on the bench against Barnsley. I think Lee took his place against Barnsley, uh, and obviously he was taken off at half time against West Brom. So he, he may have got a knock at West Brom. I, I know that they had two or three men on him at, at West Brom. He was like the the man that they were trying to break his legs. Um, but yeah, so he, he potentially got a knock on that one. So I'm not sure if he's going to be out for the weekend. But if he is, then definitely Miss um, Gray starts for me. I think on that. Um... With with uh, Jones and his secretive stuff, that's probably why we don't know much about what's going on with him. It you know could be a knock, could be a a three week injury. You know, yeah, absolutely. He said last absolutely. season he's not going to reveal any any selection information. So other than Clark, you know, knowing that he's out, I don't think there's much information about anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Which if you say if you sort of take it into the context of last season, Fred's obviously been sort of 
the, the man to watch so far, especially sort of the end of preseason and going into that Peterborough game. He was such a threat that game and one man in the match awards. He chipped him with two assists, got a goal himself. So I think if that was last year and it was Kean and Dewsbury Hall, was, who was obviously our, our go-to man, I think it would have been a, a bigger miss. But we've now got these players who can step into those roles without too much worry. We've got Musquay who could probably operate on the left wing. We've got um, well, we've got players like Pereira as well, who looks brilliant at Stevenage. Um, I don't know what the future is for him. I think Jones did allude to um, a loan signing, but I don't know if that's going to change in the next few weeks. But we've got players there that can now step into sort of those roles and do a really good job. I will. No, absolutely, and, and and even Carlos, we were forgetting, like he's, he's finally got yeah. a lick in this season, yeah. but. But if Fred's out, we've got Mendes Gomez, who's just ready and waiting just to come in. So, yeah, absolutely. Our squad is, is, is looking good. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe I forgot about Mendes Gomez. Because he came on against Peterborough and just continued in the same vein that Onya Dimma was on. He was just he was just as lightning quick, just as much of a threat. And as I think both of you have said on this podcast before, imagine being that right back, right wing back who has to deal with one of them for 70 minutes and then the other one for the, the final 20 minutes. It's just, it's going to be some duo this year, I, I hope. We'll um, go to the predictions now. Um, we'll start with you, Stephen. What do you reckon for this Saturday's game against the Blues? I, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to get back on my role uh, of getting predictions right. Um I said 1-0 against Barnsley. Um, I'm going to say 2-1 for us. Yeah. Fair Maybe right. last last minute winner as well. I like the sound of that, Jamie. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0. I think it's going to be a 0-0 half-timer. I think it's going to be a frustrating first half. Um, score sort of in the first 10 minutes of the second half and say it out 1-0. I don't usually like going with other people's predictions, but I'm going to steal Stevens here and go 2-1. I can see it sort of being similar to last year in terms of that we we dominate the match. But this year, I think we've got that firepower to go on and, and win the game, basically. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, OK. That's all we've got time for today. A big thank you for everyone for listening and make sure to check out our website, which is www oakroadhatter.com and also check out our twitter which is at oakroadhatter we're also now on instagram and our username is oakroadhatterpod also today's music came with kevin mcleod's incompetech so check out his website for similar needs the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. 
let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.